bringing you news from LaPorte to Lagrange counties and Interstate 94 to US 24. This is Newsbeat Machina, your podcast of news and community information. your friend Rachel Gill with you at Wednesday August 24th. God it was such a beautiful day outside and to be honest I didn't make it to work today. I took the day off to enjoy it just a little bit. I've been working really hard but why did I feel so guilty about calling off? (sighs) I did. I know my job needs me and that's why and I have integrity but I just needed today off to rest a little bit. Anyways, I hope you all had a glorious day and check out the news articles that we have for you today and uh, the interview that our station manager, Keith Hughes, has done. Good afternoon, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Welcome to Newsbeat Michiana for our community interview segment on the line here is Chris Seminario from Ryan's Place and if you remember last week um, I was down at the new Mary Olson Park by the Jackson Street Martins and that was newly dedicated by the mayor and other dignitaries and I tried to interview Chris talking about Ryan's Place in Goshen but because of a lack of signal for AT&T and cricket phones, uh, the interview kind of fell through. And so Chris was gracious enough to uh, allow a retry on the interview. So how's your day going? It's going well. It's been uh, very busy out here. So, All right. And so tell us about the organization of Ryan's Place. I think folks have heard about it, but might not know exactly what it is and what it does. Yes. And and especially with that, Ryan's Place is a service that people don't really know about it until something happens. Okay. Um, so for my, so I am the outreach coordinator here at Ryan's Place. Uh, Ryan's Place, we just turned, uh, they just turned 20 years old. Um, wow. Yes. And it's named in honor of Ryan Glime, who died in 1992. And- um, so his parents, Rex and Nancy, they were able to find support for themselves, but not for Ryan's younger sibling, Damon. Um, so then that's, that concept of Children's Creep Center was something that was not around our area and was an unmet need identified by the therapist that they were going that it's done in Eunice Munn from Middlebury. So all of them kind of started that movement uh, for Ryan's Place and bringing a children's grief center for the community. And it was founded in 2002. Um, so what we do is, so all of our services, all the services for Ryan's Place are free. Um, there are no fees for our families and we have our Monday night program. So our Monday night program, what we do is our families come every other Monday evening. Uh, we host it at Silverwood Mennonite Church in Goshen. And there, our families come, we serve dinner for everybody, we serve pizza, and after that, um, groups run from 7 until 8.15, and during that time, we have groups for children, teens, and adults that 
everybody goes into separate groups. So they go into the children are grouped according to their ages and the adults are grouped according to the death they have experienced. So that's oh, one of I, our main service. And so you provide, um, you, you said you provide grief counseling, correct? Yes. Yeah, so we do grief support groups. Grief support groups. All right. And so how many groups do you have currently going on in 2022? So right now we have um, quite a few. So we have our, um, so we have our littles group. We go as young as three-year-olds. So it's wow. five-year-olds, uh, first through third, fourth through fifth, uh, middle school group. We have a high school group um, for the adult groups. We have um, when um, if it's called the pilgrims group. So if you had a child die, um, that's a group, a spouse slash partner group, family support, suicide bereavement, and we have a Spanish-speaking group that I lead on Monday nights. Um, so that's our Monday night program. Um, another one of our services is a lot of our kiddos are not able to come to Monday night program just for various reasons. So one of the things that we provide is we go to the schools and we do grief support groups at the schools for those kids that are not able to come and just to build a support system for them within the school so that they get to meet other kids who are also struggling who are also going through all the, the feelings and emotions that come after someone dies. Um, and so they, they don't feel isolated and they don't feel like they're the only ones who are going through, through all these things. All um, right. Mm -hmm. And so are all of your uh, grief counselors and, and guidance counselors and, and are they fully certified, you know, have gone through college training in training, uh, like psychological training, emotional training, or are they all volunteers? So a lot of our facilitators, um, they just come from all walks of life. So we train them on how to become facilitators. And all of us are licensed social um, And a lot of our facilitators, whether clients are not facilitators, um, just because they know how it helped them, now they want to be able to give back. Um, retired teachers, retired counselors, retired social workers that just want to be able to give back to their community. And we just have some people that are just in regular jobs and they want to be able to volunteer their job, their time. So then we train them on the, you know, whether it's like a clinical part and, you know, how to just be there with someone, how to walk them through this journey and how to just support them. Because there's really nothing that you can say to make them feel better. It's just being able to listen and giving them the space um, to have all those feelings and emotions that come after someone dies. Sure. And um, on average, how many sessions, let's say somebody dies, like a, like a mom or a dad or a close, like a grandma or somebody, how many sessions on average do the, does it take for the to kid to go through and, and to, you know, go through this process of, of the levels of grieving. Yeah. And I, and I think it, there is really no set time, you know, okay. everybody has their own because, you know, we, we think we have this mentality that we go through these stages and they really, we don't, there are no stages of grieving. We go through all of them at all times. You know, we uh -huh. can either sometimes be in 
have be angry, another time be in denial. So we just, we call it more like a cyclical part. There's no linear. We don't, we will not get there, you know, and there's some people that come for a little while and they take a break and then they come back. It's just to know that it's as long as we need it pretty much because grief pretty much you live with that grief um, mm-hmm. something that is not going to go away um, it just depends you know some people are able to cope a little bit better you know so they're like you know what I'm feeling a little bit better I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break and sometimes when those anniversary dates come you know birth dates those are a little harder they need more support they can always come back too so there is really no set time um, on how long it takes people just because everybody's different Sure. Now, do you also do anything as far as with the new suicide uh, prevention hotline, the 988, I believe it is, do you do any type of emergency situations like someone feel like they're having a mental crisis? Do you go into that department too, or just strictly grief? So we, I mean, we do, we we really do a lot of, um, so we have a suicide bereavement support group, but since we're not con- we're not considered those professionally counseling services, so we're that peer support group. So we don't do any immediate response, crisis response, unless um, we do have what is called like our crisis support team. So if there is a death at a school or at a business, we go right away just to support the staff, to support the kids as they're not starting to process it right when it happens. Um, but we don't do anything that is. Um, crisis planning right away um you know there's uh, there's other so many other great agencies um that can provide that so we just kind of do you know ryan's place is there uh whenever everybody's already kind of going back to their normal lives and going back to work and people are not bringing those casseroles bring people are not calling as much right after the death you know they need that extra support so then that's when we can be there for the for everybody who are experiencing the death all right and so folks are wanting to get in contact with you as we wrap up the uh, interview. And I appreciate your willingness to, uh, to do the retake on this. Um, where is the Mennonite church at that you're meeting at? And um, what's your best contact number? Yes. So we meet at Silverwood Mennonite Church in Goshen. 1745 West Lincoln Avenue in Goshen. Um, and for anybody that wants to join our groups, we we would like to do an in- intake and tales. It's just general information about the family, about the person who died, and just kind of how things are going. So we would need to get a little bit more information before they come to group. And they can always give us a call. Our phone number is 574-535-1000. All right. And could you give me that number one more time? So if people didn't have a chance to write it, they could do it again right now. Yes, it's 574-535-1000. All right. And so you're meeting at the church right now. Are there plans to move to a more permanent location? Um, so, so yeah, our groups will be starting actually this coming Monday, August 29th. Um, there is in the works, you know, we, we definitely want to have, um, be able to build our own building, have our own place because we are you know, wanting to add more groups and do more things for our community, for our families, there's definitely a need. So I know that's still in the works and um, that's hoping that that's something that we're hoping to do in the future. All right. Sounds good. So thank you so much, Chris, for uh, 
taking time to, to join us here on Newsbeat Michiana with Rachel Gill. And uh, I appreciate your time. And so if folks want to find you on Facebook, is there a Facebook group for uh, Ryan's Place in Goshen? Yeah, if you, yep. If you just look for Ryan's Place, we have, we're on Facebook, we're Instagram, we're constantly updating things, you know, for a program night, just even just some encouraging words. Uh, we're always kind of, we're trying to be very active in our social media just to be able to even provide support that way too. All right. Sounds good. So we've been speaking to Chris Seminario from Ryan's Place and learning a lot about this great organization. And uh, stick with us in future episodes of Newsbeat Michiana with Rachel Gill. Uh, we'll be bringing you more folks in the community so you get a chance to uh, learn what's out there in and about Michiana. So thank you so much, Chris, and, and have a wonderful time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yep. And God bless. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. We'll be back. And from the Elkhart County Sheriff's Office, we want to thank our friends at Fawn River Trucking LLC for donating Guardian Angel Lights for our canines. These wearable safety lights help increase visibility up to five miles. We appreciate the support of Brendan Mahafa and the team at Fawn River Trucking. And the dogs look Pretty comfortable with them on, as a matter of fact. Check out the Facebook page on uh, Elkhart County Sheriff's Office. From Granger Good Shepherd. Granger Good Shepherd is located at 51521 Elm Road in Granger, Indiana. They have an upcoming event, Rummage and Bake Sale, Saturday the 24th, 2022, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and a craft show and bake sale date, November 12th, 2022, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you know how to make something or bake something and you'd like to participate, contact them. That's the Granger Good Shepherd in Granger. Nearly 2 million students have left public schools since 2020. This is truth itself. The shocking number comes from Education Next, a nonpartisan research organization. Specifically, researchers found that from 2020 to 2022, enrollment in public schools declined from 81% to 76.5%. Charter school enrollment increased from 5% to 7.2%. Private school enrollment increased from 8% to 9.7%. And homeschooling rose from 6 to 6.6%. Although appearing to be a significant drop in enrollment, the report did not consider the decline to be severe. Additionally, the researchers found that in November of 2020, public school enrollment had dropped down to 72%, or 4.5 percentage points lower than it is at present. Recently, debates surrounding lockdown measures and controversial curriculum content have led many parents to take their children out of public schools and choose alternatives like homeschooling or private education. In September of last year, the National Alliance for Public Charter Schools released a report showing that around 1.4 million children had been taken out of public schools, based on an analysis of the school districts of 41 states and the District of Columbia. The report stated, There is much to learn from families who made the switch, and perhaps the biggest lesson for everyone is how critically important charter schools are to public education. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where the ministry of Dr. Woodrow Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. 
The goal this year is to train 3,000 untrained pastors using Dr. Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training, translated in the language these pastors speak. Learn more at trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. This is some exciting news brought to us by the Interurban Trolley of Elkhart. The Interurban Trolley is offering free rides to students in kindergarten through 12th grade for this school year, for the year of 2022 through 2023. To get a free ride on any of the trolley's fixed routes, including the yellow line, you must show your student identification card when boarding the bus. If you live in Elkhart, you can take the red line will get you to P. Moran. The green line will get you to Westside and Elkhart High. Yellow line will get you close to Mary Daly as well as Westside and go as far as Mishawaka. Orange line will get you to the freshman division. Blue line can get you to Bearsley, close to Bearsley, as also Oslo, Mary Fraser. Close to Mary Fraser and Northside. Those are the Elkhart routes that you can take in Elkhart. And for free. So all of those who are in that two-mile walk zone, depending on early you want to get up, you can just hop on that trolley and ride all over town for free. Don't be ashamed to ride on that trolley all over town for free. I ride the trolley everywhere. And it is very convenient. I try to leave my house an hour early before I go to anything. I start work at 10.05, and so if I start work at 10.05, I'm going to leave my house at 9 o'clock to get to work on time. They start at 5 o'clock downtown at the courthouse, and they run all the way to 8 o'clock, Monday through Friday. And so depending on where you're at, you can hop on a trolley, you can carpool, but don't be ashamed to get on that trolley if you need a way to school. It's a lot safer than having to walk two miles every which direction. Once again, Blue Line will get you to the following stores close to Bearsley, Oslo, Mary Fraser, and Northside. Orange Line will get you to the Freshman Division for Elkhart. Green Line is Mary. Yes, Green Line is Mary Daly, Westside, and Elkhart High. Red Line is P. Moran. Yellow line is Mary Daly and close to West Side. Be sure to take advantage of this free rides for students during this upcoming school year. Choose with other drivers. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reports people just aren't stopping when buses stop. Police in the school district say it should be obvious, but when you see the signs and lights going off, you're supposed to stop. With the school year just starting, they say some people haven't been stopping. Watching his granddaughter get on the bus along Casapo Street, Chad Rapp says every day so far he's seen someone drive past the school bus. First kid got off. Somebody just zoomed by. Bus driver lays on her horn. And then, you know, not even two seconds later, here comes another one right by. The stop signs and lights aren't hard to miss, but he says drivers are either distracted or don't care. Sometimes people don't have common sense, you know, 
and you, you can't force them to have common sense. The issue is those actions have, and as he fears, will lead to more tragedies. I think that's probably about the only way it's going to happen is to make them stop is if something actually happens. Elkhart police say at the beginning of the school year they increase patrols because they know drivers need this reminder. When they're driving, we just ask for them to focus on driving. Uh, all the other stuff can wait until they get to their destination. Elkhart Community Schools transportation director says he's already been inundated with complaints from his drivers. They're coming to us all the time wanting us to document the times as far as when these actually have occurred so that we can see them on our on our camera systems. He's had cars pass him while he's driving already three times this school year. About half of the district's buses have cameras installed. However, he says it's shown minimal effect in deterrence. We don't see anything drastic whatsoever. We, we wish for it every single day because that's our life. Our life is making sure these children are going to be safe, not only safe, but they're going to be well protected. With stricter laws in place that could result in a felony, police say they don't want to, but would rather hit your pocketbooks than you hitting a kid. If that's what we have to do to get people to think and comply, well, then that's what we'll have to do. We're hoping that people are going to begin to sit there and, and look inside and realize just the importance, not only of seeing those, those lights going off and the arm being extended, but realizing that, that could be their job as well, too. With every new school bus that Elkhart is getting, they will come with these cameras installed, increasing the number of eyes on the road. In Elkhart, DJ Monitor, WSBT 22 News. I have a job announcement for you. This comes from Doug Williams. I need some help in locating someone willing to work. The position will be a part-time position, at least for now. It does involve heavy lifting, such as pulling and putting cartons of fasteners on skids, loading them into our van and delivering to our customer. Our customer in particular requires to put the fasteners directly on their shelves when we deliver. This person would also need to be able to do cycle counts at some of our customer locations. The working hours would be from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. This would enable someone to be able to get their kids to school in the morning and be home when they get home. Requirements are as follows. Driver's license with good driving record, able to lift 50 pounds or more, willingness to be at work every day, some tow motor lift truck experience preferred but not required. As I mentioned, this is currently a part-time position and does not offer benefits, but it could possibly become a full-time at a later date and benefits would be offered. I will discuss the hourly wage when we talk. If you're interested, please message me for an interview. Thanks. Due to company policy, I'm not able to hire family. That comes from Doug Williams. Um, our station manager, Keith Hughes, from New Source Mission. New Source One Michiana had tagged me in that post and had asked me to read this job posting if anybody needs a part-time position. This concludes this edition of Newsbeat Michiana. We will be back tomorrow with fresh news. For more community news, listen to Sylvia Stark's podcast Michiana 101 available on our Anchor Podcast channel page and other podcast platforms. Until next time remember Jesus loves you and is always available to talk to via prayer. This has been a production of News Source 1 Michiana. Yeah. News Source 1 Michiana. Elkhart, South Bend.